A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. All right, y'all, I'm going to be honest. I cannot stop thinking about Cozy, which is some of the most thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living that I've ever seen. And we have talked about Cozy's beautiful products before, but I really want to harp on the Cozy experience itself. Because not only is the delivery fast and free, but the purchasing process itself is actually fun. As someone who is notoriously bad at making decisions and commitments to things, the fact that Cozy allows me to fully customize pieces and to then physically see them in my space through an augmented reality, well, they fully eliminated my fear of commitment. And when I say the furniture itself is so elegant, I mean it. Everything is carefully designed in Canada with the intention to enhance any space with high quality products at a fair price. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com to start customizing your furniture today. That's C-O-Z-E-Y dot com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. I know I do. But I think it's equally as important to know what you do with that time if you had it. But learning how to prioritize what's important to me didn't come naturally. It's taken a lot of wonderful loving people, including a couple of really great therapists, to get me there. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do believe the world would be so much better if everyone had access to a good therapist that did the right thing for them. But until we get to my perfect utopia, I will never stop searching for ways to make self-help and therapy and life improvement more accessible. So if you have personally been thinking of starting therapy, maybe BetterHelp is the right thing for you. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And ideally, if you find the right match for you, we can all learn how to make time for what makes us really happy. Visit betterhelp.com slash makeyourbed today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash makeyourbed. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. We can't really discover personal happiness unless we're willing to dig and discover what brings us pleasure, what we value, what we feel fulfilled doing, and reflecting on the things that make us feel like we're alive. So think back to the last time you actually felt joy. Think about all the joy you felt when you were young. And then channel that feeling of the carefree state you were in. You might not be jamming on your guitar anymore or goofing off with your friends at a slumber party, but what we can learn to linger in is the experience rather than the outcome. It's learning to value the journey rather than the destination. And then once you start to dig deep in what your little glimmers are, what makes you feel more alive, what makes you feel excited and curious and interested and engaged, you kind of have to prioritize it. You have to make time for it. When you make an effort to avoid future stresses by looking out for the future version of you, like 
staying up later to finish laundry or finish your work so tomorrow can be an easier day, that can be great. As long as we're not constantly looking for ways to be less stressed, because then we're constantly absorbing ourselves in stress, if that makes sense. But think about it. If you are dwelling on all the things that stress you out and trying your best to avoid that, you can end up making yourself feel a lot more stressed in the process. It's all about balance. Look out for future you, but also for current you. If you know staying up late tonight to do the laundry or the work will make tomorrow a lot better, ask yourself if there's ways to infuse more joy in the current task. Can you turn on some fun music or have a friend help or pair it with a good cocktail? But if there's no way to make it more enjoyable now, there will be some days where it's better to just let it go. We focus so much on productivity and efficiency. It's so drilled into our instincts that it's really hard to feel okay with resting or choosing enjoyable stuff over productive things. Robert Biwas Diener, the founder and managing director of the consulting firm Positive Acorn in Milwaukee, Oregon, says, We shouldn't fit joyful activities into our days, but fit our days around them. Do you ever hear devoted church attendees say, can we reschedule church because something came up? You have to have the church mentality about whatever it is that gives you that deep sense of fulfillment and pleasure and joy. If you say your weeks are full, find the next blank spot in your calendar and protect that sacred time from people who are trying to take it or tasks that come up. Rest and recharging your batteries is efficient it is productive, it is good for you, and it makes you happier in the long run. You're allowed to prioritize a good time. You're allowed to plan around your good time. But sometimes life doesn't feel so conducive to that, so it's really important to practice the act of savoring, where we can mine pleasant moments for every ounce of their joy. And this act of savoring is proven to increase our perception of our happiness, which in turn improves our overall well-being. In one study published in the Journal of Positive Psychology, 101 people kept diaries for a month recording positive activities that they participated in and how much they did or didn't savor each. Those who tended to enjoy the good things and share their delight with others maintained higher levels of happiness no matter what the day brought, whereas non-appreciators needed positive events to get into a good mood. But savoring is one of my favorite practices because it grounds me, it's free, it's accessible in any given moment, and it does remind me that present is typically the best place to be, no matter where that present may have me in this moment. And if you need help savoring, tapping into your senses can be a really beneficial practice in general. But what do you smell? What do you feel? What do you see? What do you hear? And how can you relish it? If it's something that's naturally unenjoyable, like scrolling emails or folding laundry, how can you make that a more enjoyable moment? Can you light a candle to improve the sense? Can you put on a YouTube favorite to make it a better process? And really find yourself focusing in on the time you have between. But at the end of the day, the best thing to remember is that our attention and our time are our most scarce and valuable resources. Learning to allocate them wisely so we can max out 
our value and our pleasure could be one of the best investments we make. Because the way I consider work is to be an exchange for more time so I can have time to retire and time to experience. So the more I can infuse gratitude for the time I have currently, the easier it is to see what's worth spending my time on. My attention and my time are so valuable, the most valuable resources that I've got, and they're finite. So because they're limited, it's my job to ration them appropriately and try to focus more on actual joy. Tweets, texts, emails can distract us from the good experiences and people in our lives. And some research shows that heavy social media usage actually makes us less happy. One study published in the scientific journal PLOS1 found that the more people went on Facebook, the more their life satisfaction levels declined. Experts widely recommend electronic timeouts. Shut off your phone for a few hours every night or do email-free Saturdays or Sundays. You also want to dump activities that you should do, but don't actually bring you joy or fulfillment in the long run. If you hate your book club friends, pick up a different book club. If your yoga teacher is depressing and expensive, find a different activity. It is hard to walk away from routines, but sometimes a reallocation of our time and our attention is the easiest way to increase your dividends of those reinvestments. And if all else fails, smile. Genuinely, it releases endorphins and feel-good chemicals. And as much as it's been my advice in like 12 of these episodes at this point, it will be forever because the shit works. So if you're feeling like you need to infuse more joy in your life, put a smile on your face. Say no to the demands that drain you and let yourself indulge in fun without feeling like it's an indulgence. Instead, remind yourself it's an important practice that can improve not only your life, but the lives of the people around you. Speaking of happy, I'm so happy you're here. I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, beautiful.